welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. Hey everybody, how's everyone doing? This is your host, Dave Neal. I'm checking in on you. I'm seeing what's happening. It's July 18th. Uh, Actually, it's July 17th for me. Sunday night, I'm recording this. I'm going to go home and air this podcast. I just interviewed my buddy, Ken Gar. I can't believe I haven't had Ken on my podcast before. He's one of my first um, comic friends I've met on the West Coast. Ken's an interesting dude. He's a, he's a couple years older, so I love hearing his take on his relationships because the dude's done his work, you know. He's um he's he's had a marriage um that, you know, that ended and he's uh you know, he's had other girlfriends that he's, you know, he, he's 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 an interesting dude. He's uh he's uh he's 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 one of the comics that I love. What I love about Ken is he doesn't feel the need to like be on, so to say, when it comes to with um our conversations. He's just like a confident dude and he's willing to just talk to me about life and uh, I feel like with the podcast that's what I ask for you know it's like you know hey look we can have fun we can do all that and and we're not never trying to get too serious but we're just two dudes having a talk and uh, I met Ken today at the Hollywood Improv it's um it's one of the uh, one of the most well-known stand-up comedy clubs in the country and it's on Melrose right here in the heart of Los Angeles California we got there, and he was like, oh, dude, let's go see if we can podcast upstairs. And we go above the Comedy Club Theater, and it's this amazing podcast room. They've got – it was like a smoky sort of like cigar room type of vibe, like super old school leather couches. And I, Anyway, I'll post a photo on my Instagram, but it was, a, it was a ton of fun. It was really good catching up with Ken and hearing his take on his relationships. And I think you'll, – you'll hear it for yourself, but I think we had a real interesting moment where – you know, he kind of called me out on some things that I do. And I love, you know, I love when that happens because we've all got, we've all got ticks. We've all got, uh, not the insects, but we've all got sort of things that we kind of like, you know, crutches that we lean against in relationships, whether it be with our family or with uh, our loved ones or, or even our friends. We have things that we do. And like, and in my case, there's some things that I do, um, you know, you could, you could like trace them back to, you know, you know, it, it might be codependency or whatever, where I don't want to disappoint people. And I'm sure, you know, you know, for those of you listening, you might have some of the same issues. Uh, I don't want to disappoint people. So sometimes I'll actually uh, not be truthful. And I don't want to say I don't mean to say like I'm not saying I'm a liar, but sometimes you just you just leave shit out because you don't want the truth to hurt others. And I feel like I do that in my day-to-day relationships. I feel like I'll go, I'll go into more effort uh, forming some sort of, like, fabricated storyline just because I don't want to hurt the other person. So, um, so what I'm working on today after, after that conversation is remembering to just be authentic with myself. And, um, and it's, you know what, like, sometimes my mom says I'm selfish because, uh, you know, because she's, you know, puts guilt on me. And, uh, and God forbid we, uh, I love my mom, but God forbid we like pursue our own uh, paths in life. But, but the, the, the point is, is that I think it's important for all of us to remember to be the best versions of ourself. No one's going to like you if you don't like value what you do with yourself. If you don't value the art or the craft that, or, or whatever it is, that's your expertise in, you know what I mean? So I guess my, uh, my advice to you and also to myself is to keep working hard to be the best version of yourself and hey you're great who you are but uh you know disease uh disease uh, springs up in um 
quiet waters, I guess. Is that what I'm saying? I don't know. You don't, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you, that's, you want to keep, you want to keep the boat moving and you want to keep paddling down the river. I guess that's what I wanted to say. Don't paddle up the river. You've already been there, right? It's safe. Go paddle down the river. And I, and trust me, I, that's something I got to tell myself that every day. Don't, you know, uh, it's it, on one end, you don't want to, you don't want to do something that's too much resistance, but you got to know when you're challenging yourself for the better. Um, I'm doing a roast battle again in a couple of weeks. I think some of you might remember I did one several months ago. In a roast battle, it's it's going to be a show on Comedy Central actually coming out next week. There's also the live show at the Comedy Store in Los Angeles. And basically, you you usually battle people that you love. So, like, you know, it's like a good friend of yours. You know, you don't want to battle a stranger because you want to. You basically want to say the most hurtful things you can think of in a joke form to the other person. So, um, and and trust me, nothing is more nerve-wracking than that because you're doing it in a completely sold-out room full of your peers and some of your comedy legends. I mean, Dave Chappelle, like you know, Jimmy Kimmel, like these. There's so many different comics that um, Jeff Ross they show up to judge Dane Cook, and you know. Of course, I probably won't even remember you, but to us, it's such an important moment. And it's like, and it's a, it's a dumb thing. We're telling jokes, you know, we're just telling jokes on stage, but it reminds you that that feeling, that anxiety that you get is really stretching you as a person because it's really making you put yourself out there. I don't know how that relates to you. How does it relate to you who's listening? Put yourself out there, you know, maybe, maybe take the, uh, take the path less traveled, see what you find. I don't know. Are these metaphors? Do these make sense? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm trying to... And I'm, uh, here's another thing I'm trying to do. I'm trying to stop reading the fucking media. I open my phone for one second. And, I mean, I, I of course, it's, there's just a lot of bullshit that's going on. But, like, now we got more Taylor Swift and Kanye West bullshit. Recording conversations and, like, uh, like what? Like, why... What is it in our tribal society that we want to kind of like follow along these soap opera lines? I'm guilty of it. I mean, of course, I do bachelor recap videos. Hey, make sure you check those out on YouTube. Hey, guys. But like, what is it that makes us want to, A, feel a sense of belonging, but B, know that we're not the most fucked up in the tribe? Like, isn't that what it comes down to? Like, we don't want to be the one who is being shamed. We just want to be the one who's hanging out, middle of the class, just minding our own business. That's what we're trying to do. Yet, uh, yet we got to somehow follow along who Katy Perry's dating. Like, what, what, what is that? I don't know. Am I meandering along? Maybe. Um, anyway, the point of this talk was I'm just driving home and I wanted to share some insight with y'all that I had an amazing conversation with my buddy Ken. Make sure to check out his stand-up. Uh, dude is funny. He's real. He's a cool dude. Um, and hope you enjoy Leave a message on my Instagram, dneils with a Z, uh, my Twitter, same name, or uh, email me at daveneal5 at gmail. Let me know what you guys want me to talk about. We've got a ton of content coming out. Um, everyone's been writing reviews, which is amazing. We're up to like 77 reviews. I want to get to 100 this week. If you haven't left a review yet, you go on. If you have an iPhone, search Sex Actually, the podcast. Just search Sex Actually in the podcast app then it'll say write a review. It's literally that easy. Um, You have to search for it, and it's on there. And if you don't have an iPhone but use iTunes, go to your computer, find write a review. If neither of those work for you, then just do me a solid and share it um, on your social media with your friends. We're getting uh, we're getting some new sponsors. We're getting some new intros, and we uh, we're all, we we just hit 125,000 downloads today. Isn't that amazing? 
look, this isn't a network where we just just appreciate and expect downloads. Like I'm really fortunate you guys listen. That's 137 episodes, 125,000 downloads. Thank you guys so much for that. Here's my episode with Ken Gar. Hey, welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast. Your host, Dave Neal, with Ken Gar. How you doing, Ken? Good. How are you? Stand-up comedian. One of the first guys I've met when I moved to California. Do you remember when we met? <laughs> Probably a open mic some or something. Shitty. You from? Are you from Chicago? Yeah. Or? I grew up and then born and raised in Chicago. And when I met you, you still had a wife. No. Or you were just on the on the fritz. Were you just going back to see her still? Or no, I had a girlfriend, and she moved out here. Oh, about a month after I moved out. Well, I'm really good at my research here. I'm yeah. really good at knowing the facts. So you, so you're already past your your wife. I wanted to ask yeah. you about that, but yeah. first let me ask. First let me get into your stand up. Sure. Uh, so what we do here is I basically just interview mainly comics, but sometimes I'll have like a self help guru or a pickup artist or something. But cool. try to find out because because for my you know you know my personal life obviously my my girlfriend and I we live out here and. You know, she's a model. I'm a comic. We're just trying to fucking not kill each other. Basically, that's how sure. it goes down. Yeah. And then I've and then I've actually interviewed. I don't want to give away names, but I've interviewed one of your ex girlfriends already. Yeah. We, we know who that is. Yeah. Um, for those listening, you don't, but just follow back 50 episodes <laughs> uh, or something like that. Uh, so so you moved out here, brought the girlfriend. Yeah. She L A wasn't for her. No, no. She she lasted about nine months and. You know, it's hard because she worked all day and then I was gone all night. And um, and then her dad was sick and had cancer and the cancer went away and then it came back. And uh, so it was hard for her. So and she, you had no, no desire to go back to Chicago? No, none. No. And now what happened with your, your... How long were you married before that? I was married for three years. And then how did that kind of... Like how long did you date before you got married? Uh, fifteen months. Or we were. You popped yeah. the question at fifteen months. Yeah. Or yeah. And then how long was the engagement? Uh, engagement process? was about a year. That's the biggest um, problem I th- I have with my relationship is not wanting to do the engagement thing. No. I'd rather just want, I'd just rather just get married than deal with what seems to like freak so many people out. The whole like to do list of things. Did you guys have that? Yeah, but I, I was looking forward to it. So I was looking. I'm, I'm like, I love throwing parties. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So like, I kind of like took over the process, which in retrospect was a bad idea. Did you, why was that? Because I like vetoed everything she wanted to do. Yeah, I was like, no, 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 we'll do it this way, and uh, it'll be better. Was I it promise. a big party? How many people? Oh my god, I had. Uh, I think we had 400 on the invite list. We had 300, 300 show up. Wow. We had. Um, we we rented out a huge hall. I had a, a. I think it was like an eight piece orchestra. No shit. I had. Um, after, oh, I had two comics perform. One of the guys just finished um, in the fi- as a finalist in Last Comic Standing. And they did. They uh, did a set at, at the wedding. They did a set at the wedding, and then, <laughs> uh, and then I had uh, after the wedding, I had two buses pull up and took all of our guests over to a bar, and we rented out a bar and had karaoke. Oh, that's a fun way to do it. Yeah. That's that's what kind of what my sister did. She got married, and then instead of having like some shitty banquet hall somewhere, yeah. they just rented out a restaurant. Right, it's and easy. Yeah. So, so you were already doing stand up when you guys started dating. Yeah, I was doing stand up. So but she, she understood the whole circuit. Yeah, she understood it. I think I think when we met, I was kind of just getting started as a feature, and I was, um, you know, I was like doing stuff here. It was it was a hobby. I mean, I just I wasn't doing it all the time. Yeah. I was doing it sporadically. I was doing it for fun, you know, and. Um, 
you know, I even told her, I said I didn't want to be a full-time comedian because I didn't think it was possible to uh, make it as a comedian, make a living and, you know, and, and do it. And then, you know, as time went on, I got better and got more opportunities. It became obvious that uh, at some point I was going to have to give it a shot. And then she, at some point, did she think that stand-up was coming first or... Yeah, for That's sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, because it was what I truly wanted to do. And so I was working a full-time corporate job five days a week. Sales, right? Friday. Yeah, I was in sales. And then uh, I'd come home and, you know, I want, I'd want i want to do an open mic. I wouldn't always do one, you know, but then... That's got to be incredibly tough. So you're working full-time yeah. and trying to pursue that, which is... Yeah, I worked six, seven days a week for 11 years. Jeez. Yeah. So she... So was that something that was there like any ultimatum with that or did you just grow apart because of it? Yeah. I think we just grew apart because of it. I think, you know, and I can't speak for her. I, I think, I think she wanted a more traditional marriage and a nine to five and some kids. And that I agree with that. how, like how I feel, I feel horrible sometimes when I'm like, oh, I feel like my girlfriend would just love a dude who had a normal life, yeah. but not that it's crazy because she doesn't, she doesn't have like a normal job, but right. you know, like it just cause they didn't just cause they signed up for it. doesn't mean they're, they can hang with it. Yeah, I mean, and she didn't sign up for it, and that was the thing. Like when she, what she signed up for was the guy who was in sales and making good money, and you yeah. know, was providing her with you know financial security, emotional security, and you know, and for me to like kind of you know turn away from that and want to do something else. And I mean, I didn't really become a full time comedian until almost like a year after the divorce either. So it was like, did that propel you? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, when you when you know when you lose your best friend and you're like the person when, yeah. when not 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 only that but when you're your life isn't what you thought it would be. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, or your life isn't what you want it to be. And ch- some changes have to take place. I feel, I wasn't, I, you know, I've had some breakups in my earlier days of stand-up, but I think, yeah, I think if, I br- had my, if my relationship ended right now, I would spend probably seven times amount of energy on stand-up. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I don't know if that's what I want and mm-hmm. where I am now. Like, I've always thought, like, wow, you know, they say, like, you know, single single men are the most creative guys because they can just be out there chasing tail, just running around doing it. And I'm just like, I, I want to I have some areas of my life be, like, normal girlfriend, boyfriend, and yeah. then I want to also have my stand-up. And, I, I mean, I, I try to use my relationship to draw on material, but it's, and sometimes I'm like... You know, like I never like so. So for those listening, Ken hosts this amazing mic every Sunday night at the Hollywood Improv, which is an, just an iconic, you know, home for stand-up comedy. We're mm-hmm. we're in the the podcast studio upstairs. I've never been here. It's a gorgeous. <laughs> it's just amazing where we are right now, and um, and and I never come because Sundays become like my day with my girlfriend thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. But like for me, luckily, I just I. I think i quit my side jobs mm-hmm. that i had going on so i've just freed up a lot of time so now i'm trying to i'm trying to shift my relationship time into the morning and afternoon yeah so like i, I can sneak the hike in and she knows that all right nights aren't always going to be our thing anymore yeah so I'm, I'm i'm personally just trying to figure that out right now but you're are you single right now are you seeing anybody yeah i'm single right now i'm, I'm kind of just dating here and there using any dating apps or uh, I used uh, I, I use uh, Tinder and Bumble right now. How's Bumble going? I've, n- I've never done that one. It's all right. I mean, they're all the same. You yeah. know, it's it's just a, it's, it's it goes back <laughs> to sales, right? It's all a numbers game. I yeah. mean, I, I hate to take like the and and I, I'm not a big fan <laughs> of you know the mystique out of it, but you know, I mean, you know, you out of a hundred girls, you match with whatever ten out of the ten to talk to you out of the two you go on a date you know that I date, think that's like you know. a Wayne Gretzky quote yeah <laughs> yeah really <laughs> I mean, it's just 
It is what it is. I, I haven't really had a lot of success. I mean, I've, I've gone on a lot of first dates, but there hasn't really been a lot of connection. How, how do the girls in L.A. differ than the Chicago or Midwest girls? Um, I don't, I think, um, I don't know. I don't think it's so much a geography as it is the type of girls. I think, I think, you know, within 30 seconds of meeting somebody, whether or not, you know, this is a, cause this is going to be a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I went on a date a couple, I don't know, a while ago and it was like a great date, but then, you know, we went on a second date and then all of a sudden it fizzled. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like. You know, you never know with these things. What's your normal first, uh, like, online? Like, so if you meet someone online, what's your normal first date? Do you try to do something super casual? Yeah. Because I know there's that one website, like, what's it called? Like, something, it's like, it's just lunch or something. Isn't that the name of it? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Just coffee or something like that. So it's literally just take the pressure off, quick meet, because so many times, like, why get stuck in something deeper? Right. I went on one with a chick um, when I first moved to LA. Uh, We met on Tinder. And she brought, I I swear to God, she brought five of her friends. They all dropped her off. They were all in like a van. And and it was, and they all kind of, there was this moment where they were either going to approve or reject me on the spot. I I would have walked right out the door. No, we were outside of the bar and I was like, I I was like just meeting her. And like, so her friends were just dropping her off, but they were all there. They were going like, it was like in the fall. They were all going like into a pumpkin patch or some shit. And I had like, I don't remember what I said, but I had like one second to say something like, cool to them and then they were going to be okay with it and then like i could tell i just was like this for a tv show it felt like it it wasn't no we ended up hooking up so i guess it oh, was fine yeah okay. but it was a little but it was str- i mean i'm like so maybe that's the, uh, that was their thing and then like they text her afterwards or something okay. but i feel like girls in their young 20s that's like they're more tribal daters i feel like yeah like it's like they've got they need the approval of their friends maybe I, I, where's that guys we just yeah. want I've never heard of anything like that before in my life. No, really? I've heard of, like, girls bringing, like, a chaperone. You know, like, like maybe they go on it, like, they're, they're like, at a table or two away. Yeah. I've heard of that before, but, like... Maybe the chick was... She never drove anywhere, so maybe she was just, like, had a DUI and her friends just dropped her off. I, 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 I don't... That's I, weird. I never got the info. I didn't care enough about her, but it was one of those, like... I think but, we, you, but you hooked up with her. Uh, yeah, I, think I didn't we, care enough about her, but you know we fucked. We both. Uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. I think it was my last chick I ever met on Tinder. She gave me a blowjob. Okay. And um, on a hot towel after a hot towel oh, massage. Very now, nice. now, didn't know that was a thing. Okay. I talked about it before. And then, uh, and then an espresso with whipped cream. And I was like, whenever Sh- I compl- very very I was giving. Like, uh, whenever I complained about like my data usage on my cell phone, like yeah. shut up that you yeah. got for you got if anyone who's been laid off of their phone, All like right. you've. By the way, this has this is a total opposite thing. <laughs> I need to share this with you. Yeah. I got it, I got an audition today. Okay. But I had to it was a self-submit, but I had to be naked. Oh. And I, would you would you do that? Would you no. do nudity? No face. Okay, let me let me let me put it so you, all you have to do is show it's for a doctor. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get I don't want to get all the specifics if I get it. Okay. <laughs> but it's it's they're for pamphlets that go to doctors uh-huh. for a for a disease. It just and it's a simple disease. You don't have to have the okay. disease. Okay. But they, they like they it's but they <laughs> show you they they use your naked body as like instead yeah. of a cartoon they wanted a real naked body. Yeah. So all they want is a photo of 
a full photo of you, no head. Was this off Craigslist? No, 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 no. no <laughs> I had to, I had to vet it. I had to send them directly to my email. <laughs> no, Please. That was my issue. I was like, oh, geez, I'm gonna be some guy's spank bag. But then I was thinking, any dude on Grinder could get a dick pic way easier than yeah. this. Yeah. But um, so my my girl had to take the fo- like the three like model style photos. You go left side, right side, back side, chest. You did profile, and then a, and then a video of me doing the same thing. And yeah. I it was through my agent, so I sent it to him. But ten thousand dollar job. Oh, and I was yeah. like, I was like, I would literally just buy a laptop. Like, I need a new laptop. If anyone's yeah. listening, I need a new laptop. And I was thinking, how how shameful would that be? Every day you open up your laptop, just knowing your gross, <laughs> ugly body. <laughs> and the better thing, I, I when I got the audition, I was already making waffles this morning. And I was okay. like, fuck that. I I had the waffle batter like ready to go for as soon as the photos were taken to just start carbo loading for the day, because I felt disgusted afterwards. Yeah. That's my story for the day. That's, that's a great my, story. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, so I don't you, know if I'm you were in the middle you're in the midst of making waffles. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you had to take some But luckily I didn't eat them yet cuz I don't know about you but I'm I'm skinnier in the morning. After a night like I had a few beers last night, I'll wake up like dehydrated. Yeah. So it's the best I look all day and then I slowly like right now I've had pizza and just shit all have day. You, have you gotten the impression that I care about my appearance at any point you in look, our relationship? You look pretty good. You're a good char- <laughs> you're a charming guy. I'm a charming guy, that's right. Yeah, no, but we okay, so let's uh, talk about that. Then we have to use what we have to use. Like did you when so when did I've I've always wanted to know this about you cuz you yeah. got into stand up probably a little later. I mean we all find it different, you know, times mm. whatever, but what were you doing that people did people say you should be a comic? You were working in sales? Uh I was um well, I was always a class clown, and then I did some plays in high school. I didn't do anything in college, and then after college, a friend of mine was going went through Second City, uh, the improv training yeah. uh, courses in Chicago. She went through, and she wrote a play, and then she cast me in the play. And so I did it, and she's like, you really should do Second City. And so I started taking classes at Second City. I did the conservatory program. I auditioned to get into that. I got into that. And then um, a couple of guys in the classes were doing stand-up at a rugby bar across the street. And so I was like, oh, I'll give that a shot, too. I was kind of like just trying to find an outlet. Um, I, did you, know, you see the rugby? And Did you see the stand-up? And were you like, oh, that's not that good. Like, I guess I could try it. Yeah. Well, I mean, a friend of mine who still does um, stand-up and is very funny in Chicago, um, I went and saw her. And I just kind of like... I just thought I'm like I can I can do this, you know, and so I just wrote some stuff out. It was horrible, awful stuff. <laughs> and it was stupid, but I mean, I got up and I invited about 25 friends on my first open mic and family and Oh, you invited them to your open mic? Yeah, because I figured if um like if the material wasn't working, I would just go into crowd work and start messing with everybody there. Yeah, you know. And, and, ha- so and how did it go? It went well. I mean, I got laughs. I mean, I have the video still and I want to post it one day, but I mean, I came. It's like a t- I did like ten minutes my first time. Which oh my is gosh. Nobody should do ten minutes. But that, that's time. how it happens when you have a supportive room, though. I yeah. feel like you can yeah. sort of just like riff and you just cough the energy. Yeah. So I was literally just kind of like reading jokes off the like the the paper I had in front of me. I was wearing like khakis and a button down. I mean, it were you doing like old school setup punches or were you? No, it was just no. Actually, a lot of it was just too too long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just these long, super long bits, and that's how that's my my problem still is I'll write out like blog style jokes. Yeah, like rant jokes, and I'm like, all right, like what the fuck? Do we oh have to yeah, cut out of this shit. I'm the same way. And then what I'll do is I'll go through like a highlighter and just be like, all right, where's where's the joke here? And yeah. trim, just trim the fat. Oh, with a highlighter, that's a good idea. Yeah, you should just destroy everything I wrote and start over. <laughs> I try to fit it into a tweet, and then if I can get a tweet out, then I'll then I'll try to break that into more stuff. Which is probably the worst way to look to do it, but you know, just try to keep it as short as possible. Yeah, I, I mean, y- there's always trimming fat, but then you don't want to leave anything on the table. You know, I think, yeah, exactly. I think 
Um, a great another comic who's a, a veteran headliner says, uh, and then what happened? You know what I mean? Like whenever you finish a joke, just put and then what happened, and then you can kind of just go like, yeah, what, what did happen? Like, there's more. Yeah, is, is there more out of this topic that I can squeeze out of this? You know did I mean? your ex, did your wife, or at the time, was she okay with you doing jokes about her? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, she she would like, she would just kind of like roll her eyes because she knew it wasn't. It was an exaggerated truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? But she went to like 95% of my shows. She was oh, with wow. me. She was with me all the time. I was basically like that comic with the the with the wife. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? She was just, and I liked it. I love that she supported it. Yeah, it's good. I always it. think it's good because it ba- like, you know, stand up is probably 95% waiting yeah. around just like kind of like saying hi to people and then you yeah. get up and do your time. Yeah. I I feel like when my when my girlfriend's at my shows, sometimes I'm not social enough with other people. I that and I felt that way too. I felt like my concern was her, was her uh, happiness at a show. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so, like, hey, you need anything? You need a drink? You need know, which is like a normal you know, feeling to have. Yeah, but it like it's like that codependence that keeps you from like you know right. staying the extra half hour, having the extra drink, or right. saying hi to people. Which you know, unfortunately, that's like kind of. And now I don't let anything get in the way. You know what I'm saying? So that's great. Like, I've got like know. such a like a respectful jealousy that I don't have <laughs> that I can't. I mean, because I don't. I never. I never really tell my girlfriend not to come to shows, but luckily for the most part, she doesn't want to come. Like yeah. she's she's really do, does fine with like hanging out at home. Like she's totally mm-hmm. such a homebody when it comes to that. And then if and if it seems like a date night or something, like like I like I went like I um I submitted to that like Sonoma wine festival yeah. or something whatever it was called and it was like all right that's cool like if i get in we'll just go do a wine tour and there'll be mm-hmm. something about it and and if i don't fuck it like why would i want to do a wine festival you know yeah. if she's not gonna go with me but yeah but for the most part she she's kind of gotten over the fact of like going to my shows and i'll invite her to ones that i'm like oh this might be kind of cool if you come but yeah for the most part i think i think i kind of have more of a killer instinct when she's not in the room because i can talk like shit so you you actually edit yourself from saying things i i I promise i don't try to right but there but i'll say this there's been a joke i've been working on about dating a model who's aging Mm. and that's something i haven't said on stage with her in the room just because it's like oh man if this i think it's a really smart idea but if it doesn't hit then like i don't need judgment until it's ready to go judgment from her judgment from the audience uh her because okay. the audience is like, if it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit. But I don't need her to be like, why the fuck are you putting that out there? When, and, but but if it's funny, I know she wouldn't have a problem with mm-hmm. it. So I just like ha- like haven't taken that risk. But there, I have some jokes about like about um you know why it sucks to date her. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're all obviously like things that I can back up as obviously like mm-hmm. I think we've become more comfortable. Well, almost like th- we're two and a half years into this relationship. So mm-hmm. I think she's pretty comfortable with my style of humor and what I'm doing up there. Are you going to marry her? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I don't know what that, I don't even know what that means. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you we go to court and you get a license I know. and then you're married legally. What do you, what do you recommend prenup wise? Prenup? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't recommend prenups. You, don't, you know, no? no, why is that? Because, you know, marriage is forever, right? And <laughs> so you didn't have one? I didn't have one, no. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I was a salesperson. I didn't, what would I yeah. need a prenup for? That, well, I, that's that's what I'm thinking. I wouldn't. Now, with one. that said, when I got divorced, I had an amendment that said that she couldn't go after future earnings. So that was something, but. Oh, that's. And she wouldn't I mean, have anyways. She was, she wanted, you know, when she was done, she was done. That was I feel like that's how most relationships go. But I, I have a family member who, her and her husband, her husband, they, they spent millions. Mm-hmm. Um, fighting law. I mean, lawyers 
want him. Yeah, to, they want to keep it going. It's, it's almost like wow, you're so. Du- it's like getting trolled. It's like oh wow, you fell for that. You couldn't I know, settle dude, that. Shit. Six years into his divorce, I'm like, yeah, he could have hired a hitman for less and yeah, been done with it. My God, that's the guy I was opening for. They were spending millions. Yeah, millions. It's and ridiculous. it's like, and none of that money goes to their kids. No, none of it. No, no. Tasha and I, we could. I mean, I, 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 I think I'm honest with myself sometimes to think, wow, you know, most marriages don't work, and like we don't have, we don't have that pressure right now of anything, for for anything to work. Like it just is working, and I feel like that's kind of the mentality we're having. I know, I know she wants like an engagement ring and maybe when i get that you know that boner job that naked job maybe i'll be able to buy one for her but i'm like tasha knows she's like what this are you is for you babe yeah. i took off my clothes for your ring <laughs> that'd be a great story like, hey, oh wouldn't it be great it's a beautiful story. how'd you come how'd you come about getting that ring well that's why I, uh that's why i agreed to do the the casting so i was like if i get this job that's gonna be a joke yeah like luckily with stand-up there's there's little that can get in the way of like making fun of yourself when it comes to like whatever jobs we yeah like, but if you don't if you don't get cast now you know your body's not worth at least ten thousand dollars i know yeah i know and i looked pretty (laughs) schlubby up there too (laughs) luckily they didn't want a strong looking man so i was like oh if i do get it i'm gonna be so confused so confused we're looking for someone who hasn't had the waffles yet yeah (laughs) well i got that guy for you no so i don't so yeah so i think we're pretty much as engaged as you can be but like but she doesn't have a ring but she doesn't have a ring well she does so she so I, i don't know if i've mentioned this to you but a couple of, when before we started dating we were friends and all yeah, that and she yeah. wouldn't she wouldn't see me and i would bitch about it and then when then i uh, called the radio station during christmas season and um requested a song with with her and uh they were like oh like who do you want to dedicate it to and i was like my pregnant girlfriend she like <laughs> slapped me and everything and then I've, i have the recording of this i played it like on a podcast like literally two years ago uh-huh. and then the the um the guy was like all right well we'd, we we love your story we'd like to make you a diamond rewards winner so we're going to give you a diamond ring. Wow. And then I was like, ah, thanks. And I was like, oh, so I was this, I was like, oh, so cool. you committed fraud. Yay. Yeah. And I, was like, <laughs> and I always said, like, if they offered me, like, $1,000 in groceries, I would have just given right. it away. I was at yeah, the grocery yeah. store with her, super friend-zoned. It was a couple weeks before Christmas. I go away. I go home for the holidays. Or I watch her dog for Christmas, and then I go home after. And then, like, I didn't see her for a few weeks. Told her I didn't want to be friends. Really, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. You know, I like you. Blah blah blah. And then I got back, and then I came back from, and and so I signed, I signed over the um the reward to her. Yeah. I didn't have any. I didn't have any um. In order to win those radio things, you had to like have proof of residence. And at that yeah. time, I still didn't have a driver's license from California. I didn't have any utilities, so I was like, I can't even claim this. So I signed it over to her. I was like, Here you go, friend. Yeah. And then um. She went out with one of her girlfriends and and got the and picked out the diamond ring and then uh <laughs> and then I came back from the East Coast yeah. and I got out of uh I was gonna take the that fucking shitty bus out of the airport home and I I signed off of airplane mode and then I got a text that said hey I'm uh, I'm here at the airport let's go uh, let's go get some food or something so then she picked me up and then we literally started dating that night oh. so she has a ring but yeah. it's not it's a it'd be the, it would be the shittiest engagement ring ever. It would be, it's like a small diamond, but what am I going to do? I'm trying. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. You can feel my frustration. (laughs) I can hear it. What am I supposed to do? Uh, Buy her a ring. Buy her a ring. Put it on her finger and ask her to marry you. But yeah. Where did you, where did you uh, propose? At a comedy show. Seriously? Don't do that. At your comedy show? Yeah. Did you bring her on stage? Yep. (laughs) Don't, don't do that. Did she hold that against you? Oh yeah. How did it go? It went, I, well, in my mind, it was everything I ever dreamed it would be. Was and that like uh, your closer or did you have to do time no, after well, that? Well, <laughs> what happened is they did a raffle after the show 
And so basically I was the headliner. And so I'm like, oh, Bill's busy. So he asked me to do the raffle. And like, I need a volunteer from the audience. Like, at least why don't you come up here and... It's on tape. I have it. It's awful. But, I mean, it's not awful, but I mean, like, <laughs> but like, like, you know, when we were going to divorce, there's a lot of hateful things said. And she's like, I hated the way we got engaged. She's like, I, she goes, I understand why you wanted to do it at a comedy club. I know comedy means a lot to you. She goes, I just wish you would have done it in like a green room or, you know, like not so public because she goes, that's not how I am. And I'm like, you can't oh, yeah. win. No, it's not, not that you can't that win. It's just you don't, pay, you don't pay attention to these things. Like, you, you know, when you're, when you're, I don't know, how do I put it? You know, when you're like in, when you're in the moment, like you, you know, you're, you're, I don't know. Who you, did you like, run? Who did you run it by before you did it? I run by anybody because this is how I always friends? wanted to get engaged. Okay, so like I, I had this like amazing speech, and I, I got down on my knee, and I said, I, I can't imagine my life without comedy, but I won't imagine my life without you. And it was like this, so I'm like, oh, you know, it's like it's still great, you know. Like, you had a standing ovation. Oh, I mean, it was awesome. <laughs> we got engaged right there. Her mom was there. My, my, I don't know if my parents were there. I think they were. Did you is, did you ask her dad? Yeah, permission? yeah, dude, that was such a pain. How does that go? It goes fine. I put two shots of whiskey on the table. He sat down. and says, "I'd love to marry your daughter with your permission." He goes, "Yeah, absolutely." And we took a shot. And he's a cool. Were guy. you nervous? Oh, super nervous. Yeah, but I mean, I knew he was gonna say, "Yeah," I mean, he liked me, but yeah. I mean, it's just like that whole odd. You well, know, I think he was just as nervous as I was, and he he knew. Because he was just oh like, gosh. oh, you know what? I got to cancel. I got to do it next week. But we couldn't because of the time. Like, John, I really need to see you for a couple of minutes. It's really important to me. You know, he's like, oh, okay. Like, you know, I don't want to ask him over the phone. He knew, he knew it was coming. Yeah, I think he kind of knew it was coming. Interesting. But what was interesting about that is, like, I had to lie to my, well, she wasn't my fiance yet, but I had to lie to my girlfriend <laughs> about where I was. And then, like, I got home and she's, like, grilling me. She's like, where were you? I'm like, oh, I helped my dad take down the christmas tree he's like that doesn't make any sense he's perfectly healthy why would he like i'm like oh my god they're just like, fucking investigators yeah aren't they? oh god it was well i mean that's when that was kind of the problem with the relationship there was just a lot of mistrust and miscommunication well and where where stuff. else did it come from just by you being out doing stand-up or um i you know i'm one of those guys like i'm very conflict avoidant um i'm very codependent and yeah. so like i uh i didn't want to stir the nest i didn't want to create problems and so like i wasn't always honest about you know what what i wanted what my needs and my wants were you know what i'm saying and Absolutely. so when you're not up front you know for like for your for your for you it's like tasha i'm this is the schedule for the next week and this is what we're doing and this is what i have to do horrifying to say that exactly so it's much easier to go oh i thought i told you i, w- I had this show already like, you know what i mean when you know yeah. full well that you're full she of would shit. so agree with you right now yeah absolutely. Like, but, but but it's because you don't want to let her down yeah, and disappoint you, her that what you have to do is what you have to do but but when you finally mature and go through a horrible divorce <laughs> and, and realize that that's like that's that's causing more problems than it's worth. Yeah. And and I was afraid of the fight. And if you're in a relationship and you guys aren't fighting, then you're in the wrong relationship. Okay, There's good. Well, then we're in the right one then. Well, because cause, and it's <laughs> not that you want to fight all the time. And then on the flip side, if you're fighting all the time, yeah. that's not good either. You know what I mean? But it's it's knowing how to fight. It's yeah. knowing that, you know what? I love you, but I disagree with you in this particular case, and this is why. And then yeah. they explain them. And then you guys, okay, here's the resolution. Neither one of us is totally happy with the resolution, but you know yeah. what I mean. It's and we, that's we the salesman in me. Tons but. of things, uh, gun, yeah. gun rule, like stupid face, like yeah. things you would unfollow someone on Facebook for. We just don't agree on. But, that's but it's great, like that's though, fine because right? yeah. I'm like whatever, and you know, like she's like, oh, the Catholic Church and my family's Catholic, and it's yeah. like, well, they're good people. The church is fucked. Whatever. What are you gonna right. do? Like she's, you know, we're we don't, you know, th- those things don't bother us, and and we've gotten really good at 
not escalating fights. So right. feeling them out, which mm-hmm. has been very hard, and saying like, look, we we, we were saying, it's going to sound so gay, we were saying like, hey, like I'd be like, Tasha, I'm not gayer than taking yeah. three photos today, butt naked with waffle oh, batter. man. <laughs> you should see the outtakes. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm like my bush is out of focus. Oh, <laughs> right. Need- okay. There it is. So uh, what was I saying? So Escalating. Yeah, like I was like, look, I'm not your enemy because sometimes, like you know, the other like the other day, she had a, she, it's so funny. She's uh, you know, like she Snapchats right, and like mm-hmm. she fa- she actually found out how to get paid to do that. You know, like com- like companies will pay her to just like take over their account on her phone and yeah. you know, like, good money, like money that we'd be like, what the fuck. Yeah. So she was like, hey, come with me. We're just gonna go down to the beach and like dip our feet in. And I was so I was running her Snapchat, and she's super stressed about it because they're paying her a lot of money and mm-hmm. she wants it to be right and i'm just taking a f- snapshot of her face and she's like the angles are all off yeah. typical well, like in, her career uh, right yeah it was typical instagram boyfriend and i was just like taking it i was i was very i was upset but i wasn't like you know making it worse i was just like look i know she's this isn't about me i'm not her enemy and then sure enough like when she had time to chill out she's like i'm so sorry i know i made that experience miserable and we're supposed to do this for like the next four weeks she's like i'll never do that again like yeah. that and i was like cool yeah i know and then we went from calling like saying i'm not your enemy i was like you know that's still even a negative that still says has negativity to us like look i'm gonna i'm your i love you uh, well that too but i was like i'm your champion you're my champion we're like we're pushing each other because like i you know what like what i learned from my mom like a lot of good things for my family but a single mom irish catholic a lot of guilt so like whenever I'm up early on a Monday morning to get work done and be productive and she's still in bed and I can, or like, I'll be like getting work done and I'll get a, a notice that she liked something on Facebook. I'll be like, babe, do something like, yeah. let's go. So my own sort of like hustle mm-hmm. can be off putting to her. And I just sure. have to realize like condescending. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. But, but what you said about the codependent, the codependent thing, that's, I mean, for those, for those people listening, I mean, I feel like everyone, it's a spectrum of codependence and you're either on the kind of outward side, like codependent or the inward side of counterdependent where like someone's being codependent onto you and you're like, Oh, so I feel like you either, you're either pushing or pulling. I mean, mm. do you find that with sta- like on stage at all? I mean, cause comics we're either codependent or like, I've yet to meet a comic who really doesn't give a fuck what the audience thinks. I feel like you wouldn't do it if you... Oh, I have. Are they sociopaths or... No. They just... Do you think Jamar Neighbors gives a fuck? I don't know. I'm not saying that he doesn't care whether or not he does well or not, but I mean, he he certainly takes chances. Yeah. If you get... I I forget what his... Maybe you can plug his Twitter, but they can look for himself. But I mean, he's he's the first thing that comes to mind doug stanhope you know yeah. talks about helping his mom kill herself you know what i mean so that, it's like yeah that's yeah i think i think that's really when you kind of break out and become a great comic when you when your girlfriend's in the room and you're just going to throw her under the fucking bus yeah you know what i mean i'm not i'm not criticizing you no I'm just I, know, saying. I know it's like but but you know it, you know I, I there's that howard stern movie i ever saw private parts yeah private yeah. parts where he's like talking about his miscarriage like the day after it happened and she's like furious with him and rightfully so but Look, man, this is this is what he thought was going to be the best show that he could put together. Yeah, you know, and I'm sure that I have no idea if my ex has seen any of my material about about the divorce, but I'm sure she wouldn't like me talking about some of the things that I talk about. But you know what? That's not you're moving forward. Yeah, man. I mean, I you know, and and I think that the more chances that you take on stage, um, you know, uh, let me let me tell you this story real quick. It's it's I you know, obviously when you first start off, you're very nervous. And I asked a headliner one time, I go, you know, do you, do you still get nervous? And uh, he goes, you know, I, he goes, I don't. And I go, why? And we're standing in the back of the room and he puts his arm around me and he, he goes, he points at the audience. He goes, because they're fucking sheep. 
He goes, he, he goes. They have no idea how, how how to write a joke. They have no idea what it yeah. takes to get on stage. They have no idea how bright the lights are. They have no idea what a segue is or a callback. He goes, yeah. They'd be like me walking up to a burning building and going, "All right, guys, listen up, firefighters. This is how we're going <laughs> to attack this thing." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or walking up to an architect saying, "You know what?" So he's like, "So I have no reason to be nervous because I want to go do the jokes I want to go do because I think they're funny." He sure. goes, and hopefully other people think they're funny and hopefully they pay to see me do those jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, exactly. You know, that's where I get most of my confidence on stage is the fact that it's, I really don't care, man. I'm just, like, I'm going to go yeah. do the things that I think are funny. And so far I've been able to well, make a living. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's, you know? it's like it's it's a weird thing where the the better you get at stand up, the better, the more you draw in audiences that are there for you. And, the, and like and then the more you charge and the more they value you. And it, it just has yeah. it just like kind of escalates to this point where like you really draw people that that kind of get what you're doing like yeah. you know like, everyone's got to start like jim norton like guys that had no clue what they were doing and they just w- like were repulsive to certain audiences yeah I, I don't think either one of us like you're you know you're a you're a cool white guy from the midwest sure. like i'm pretty sure you probably i mean like what rooms you've have you done like the uso at all no I'm you've done like you just you go you pretty much go I've done fundraisers for some military people that have been injured in combat, but I haven't done any like USO it, stuff. And you do you do like pretty much the Midwest circuit, yeah. the West Coast, mm-hmm. um, Vegas clubs, yeah, clubs. Vegas. Um, and now, so we both did. I mean, you do some a corporate way, stuff. You do it way more often. I only did it like one week, but MGM mm-hmm. they put you up in a nice hotel. Yeah. And then is that is that good bait for uh, meeting ladies that are in town? Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, it's like. You just wait for your picture to pop up on the billboard and like, hey, that's me. That's you, you know, you, <laughs> you want to grab a drink? And they're like, yeah, okay. I mean, you know, and plus it's Vegas, so everyone's being the the worst version of themselves anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. The worst. I, I just saw the, um I didn't get to watch the Daryl Strawberry documentary, Daryl okay. and Doc. But do you know, he, so he was like a crack addict yeah. or whatever for the Mets. He was and I mentioned this on my last podcast episode, but he was, he had an attendant in the baseball dugout that would find chicks. He'd be like, point out girls mm-hmm. and she would pull them, the girls into the dugout and he would fuck them in between innings. And I was like, that's an abuse of power. <laughs> like, that's, that's crazy. That's, but like uh, comics, we don't, we don't have that. We luxury. absolutely don't. Maybe some comics, <laughs> but, maybe but like not Dane me. Cook and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever. But, do, <laughs> I, but have you, do you have any like stories where like you just, you where like you're doing stand up and you're like oh this chick I'm, I'm talking to her after the shower. Yeah, no, I mean I'm. It's so funny, dude. I mean, as as confident as I have been on stage, it took me a long time to find confidence to talk to girls personally. You know what I mean? I almost had to like know very like without any doubt whatsoever that this girl liked me before I could even talk to her. Mm-hmm. Now now that's all that's changed. Once you get divorced, you're like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just walk <laughs> up to everybody, hey, you're really pretty. You've you wanna, lived you the know. divorce man's dream pretty much. Dating yeah. younger girls. You're you know, yeah. you've, you've you've kind of Well, a dream or nightmare. I mean take <laughs> your pick. I mean I, I'm actually working on a bit now about like how I'm ready to get married again. Like how do you, do you think so? Oh for sure. Because I think marriage is what is 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 great because it brings balance to your life yeah you know what i mean and i think it's it, it, just knowing that you have uh, somebody that's there because you know it's not that you can't be there for yourself you absolutely can but you know at the end of the day on your darkest day it's nice to have somebody who just put their arm around you and be like yeah. hey man everything's gonna be great like it sounds I moved, so i totally agree just sometimes yeah. you just need a hug <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like, you want a hug yeah, yeah, i need a hug but i mean you do though <laughs> yeah. i mean honestly it's 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 amazing how much 
we hug as a community in the LA comedy scene. You yeah. know, and I think it's great. You know, it's like every time I see somebody, I'm like, hey man, what's up? And you give them a quick hug or whatever. Well, we're stretching ourselves, and I, I hate to use what we do as like a, like some high example, but it's just what we know. Sure. You know, like every community's got the firehouse of fr- the frat yeah, fraternity, the fraternity guys, yeah, but yeah. but you know, it's like, and then we and we, girls and girls, yeah, <laughs> and then uh, we get uh, we get so like it kind of sometimes we get so stuck on our own on our own shit that we don't that we have to remember that. Yeah, none of it matters. Just no. you know, like we're supposed to be making people laugh. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we're not like, and that's like with the podcast and the YouTube and all the other kind of things. I'm trying to just like get out there. It's like I'm trying to interview my friends, and I've done like 140 episodes now, wow. uh, which uh, you know, it's just meeting people, getting their stories, mm-hmm. and realizing like we're all you know, like it's supposed to be this cutthroat industry, and yeah. it is. It's hyper competitive, but at the same time, it's just like a bunch of people that like none of us could talk to girls. None of us could kind of like mm-hmm. figure it out or, or it'd be funny. Like for me, it's like, I couldn't make my mom laugh. My sister, oh, mm-hmm. it was horrible. Yeah. They couldn't smile when we grew up. Mm-hmm. And then my mom remarried when I was like 11. Mm-hmm. But like, that's a lot of formative years that happened before then. Sure, yeah. I on, only like, yeah, so like that was, that was kind of like whenever I think of like, what was it that kind of made me want to have to like break the ice? It was like my family just, mm-hmm. ugh, you know what I mean? Just You but, needed to be the entertainment to break the ice or the t- Tension. It feels like it. Yeah. yeah. And then and then now, you know, my stepdad's great. So mm-hmm. like when when my mom met him, he was the guy like my family's from an island in Rhode Island. There's mm-hmm. like fifty or sixty thousand people. So it's a big island, mm-hmm. Newport, uh uh county and that whole area. But he he has his own heating and air conditioning company. So he's been inside of every house on the island. Mm-hmm. So like my mom was like just a quiet, you know, nice lady working in sales, working on the road, single mom, you know, mm-hmm. and then he was the one who would just walk into any, and I, so like at the age of 11, 12, I'd go out with him on service calls. We'd go to different, you know, we'd go to a bagel shop or we'd go to different places and he knew everybody. And I was like, I want to be that guy. Yeah. And not yeah. that, not that stand up gives you that, but it gives you a community where like you can walk in and be like, Hey, this guy over here. And you just sort of like, for the most part, want to get to know people Yeah, and not, you know, not feel yeah. like, 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 for me have that quiet awkwardness that mm-hmm. I had growing up. Yeah. But did you, so like what, so you said uh, that people, people wanted to like kind of, I don't know if you said they push you, not push you into comedy, but people said you'd be good at it. Yeah, I think people, I, I mean, I had this talent to make people laugh. I, but, but you know, I always said, oh, I, I just want to make people laugh, but it isn't that. I mean, it's, it's acceptance, like you said, right? Yeah. You just want to be accepted and whether we feel good and it's in in, 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 i guess yeah like not to cut you off when a joke lands it's they're accepting your point of view of right right and and they're and and i think when you grow up kind of feeling like an outsider which a lot of comedians do um you know an outsider in one way or another like you maybe you felt like an outsider in your family and you wanted to maybe get some attention i felt like an outsider in my community so I grew up uh, English Protestant in an Irish Catholic neighborhood, and then uh, a black family moved in, and everyone left, and now I was an English Protestant kid in a black neighborhood. And then uh, you know what I mean? Oh, so, really? Yeah. The whole neighborhood changed. Yeah, and then my best friend moved when he was ten, and I didn't have any friends for two oh, years. Oh, that's the worst. You know what I mean? And so and so, you're like you're just trying to like gain acceptance, gain acceptance. Now that carries over great on stage, but when you're trying to carry it into a relationship. It makes it very difficult because all you want is for that person to stay. Yeah. No matter what, as opposed to being in a healthy relationship where you're just like, hey, this is upsetting me and this is what we need to talk about. So, so yeah, so it's real interesting. So what, what, what would be the overall thing that would go different on your next, if you say you were to get married? Oh, would definitely. You be, would you be afraid to be like, make that promise no. again? No, no, I might not knowing now. 
it, it is that communication is the most important thing. Absolutely. Communication and honesty. Let me say that first, actually. Honesty yeah. first and communication is 1A. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so not not being deceiving, not lying, not, you know what I mean? Like, you know, she used to say, um, hey, do you, do you still talk to your ex-girlfriend? I'm like, absolutely not. No, not, not at all. No. Because I knew it would piss her off. But sure. I did. And there was nothing romantic going on. It's just... My ex-girlfriend and I had helped raise a child for three years. So every once in a while, we'd check in and, you know, there was nothing. Her child? Yeah, her child. Okay. And so there was nothing ever going on, but I lied to my wife. But you're a human and it's okay to like. Yeah, but I okay. should have said, look, yeah, I do. I do talk to my ex yeah. from time to time. These, This is the context. And you know what I mean? So so it's like little trust issues. Yeah, oh, huge trust issues, right? So if somebody, if, if Tasha were to say to you, hey, do you, do you still talk to your ex? And you say, no, they have no. And, and then she, she finds out you do. Like, yeah. It's a lie. I changed my ex's f- cell phone name because she texted me once. Yeah. And uh, and I don't have the like the lock on my cell phone. Like yeah. Tasha has my code. Like I don't. Sure. There's really nothing there she can't see. Um, but I changed the girl's name because from her name's Claudia. Mm-hmm. I changed it to like Chris. Yeah. Because I didn't want that to fuck something. I didn't want her to That's being text dishonest. me. It is, it is. Why but, don't you just but, dis- but why don't you just delete Claudia's number? Because then it's an unknown number that shows up, and it's like I no. So I know it's not. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm saying it like for this. Like Tasha can hear this. Whatever the name, <laughs> I changed the name because Tasha and I were out to dinner in my hometown, having a good time. Yeah. And uh, my phone was out, and I got the text. Like Tasha went to the bathroom, and a text showed up. Like, hey, how you been? Miss you. Fuck no, that's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and okay. I know she doesn't mean it in a weird way, but like right. chicks have a way of like. Getting in the way of other no, chicks. No, they stuff. don't. You do. <laughs> I, I, you don't think so? <laughs> that had nothing to do with her, Dave. That had but nothing to do still, with her. But like, she's still, I, like, I don't even. Why my, is she in your phone? My my ex? Delete the number. Block the number. Can you block a number? Yes. I mean, because I, I don't have a problem talking to her. Like, yeah. And we, we don't. We don't. We honestly don't communicate. But, but like. But you don't want Tasha to find out. Yeah, so I just changed the name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there? Okay. That's a perfect example. <laughs> And so, that's so, what I'm talking so what about. I, so, so you're I, trying to so you're trying to save Tasha from the hurt that she would feel. Yeah, exactly. If she saw that name, that's my rationale. Pop up on your phone, yeah. but that's not being honest. What's being honest is she comes back from the bathroom, and say, "Hey, I just got a, a text from my mess, you know, from my ex. Just want to let you know I'm deleting it, and you know, I didn't want you to hurt your feelings in case it came up or you saw yeah. it. Yeah, right. That's the, yeah. No, you're right. That makes. But that's sense. so scary to do but that. So, but right? that's how much it might ruin the dinner, and yeah. now you're not gonna have sex that night. And I, you know what I mean? But but like, and, and trust me, sex is never the no, thing no, no, I do things just, for because it's like we've dated long enough that like sure, sure. that's not something that I'm like, <laughs> am I gonna get late tonight? No, 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 probably no. not. You know what I mean? If but things like, go well, probably not. <laughs> I'm talking about the mind frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Changing like, physically changing her name is so much more energy. Plus, it was and it was a dishonest way. Yeah. Because now she's like, oh, who's you know? I did this, and I'm the only reason I'm saying it is I did the same thing in fact i changed uh my ex's name in my phone to trouble oh. like that's you know what i mean it's like so trouble popped up and then one day my ex goes or my my girlfriend at the time goes who's trouble i'm like oh that's my friend bill i'm like if i ever get in trouble like that's the guy i call yeah. it was total bullshit it's a total lie but you're doing it you're but in the end your intentions are well and i think yeah. i think even though if it's even if it's dishonest of course you don't want to st- create this dishonest trend with your, whoever you're dating. But like the, like the times that I've kind of like made a mistake, I've just, I just tell her like, look, 
I my my intentions are so pure, and I understand that I'm wrong. <laughs> like <laughs> I get it, but like it's it's so amazing what a guy will do to cover his tracks just to make things, just to and not have confrontation. All, right, <laughs> and all it does is create more confrontation. And it's even it's it, it and it snowballs. And trust me, Dave, it took me a divorce and three failed three year relationships to figure this out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And now I'm just like now you're the king of the town. Look at you. you no, but I mean, but but you know, but then also what that does is that attracts that attracts the right person to you, and that has nothing to do with you. But I'm just saying now I'm trying. I'm starting to hopefully attract the type of people sure. who are like I love this honesty. I love this integrity. I love this. You yeah. know what I mean? As opposed to like. You know, oh, yeah. he's funny and cute. You know what I mean? Like, I want somebody who likes me for the values I have and the principles I have. Yeah. And my, my whole thing with this relationship is, like, I'm just hoping that we're able to grow together. Like, mm-hmm. a, sort of like I call like a static collision. Like, we just kind of hit paths and then just go forward. Yeah. Right. Because, like, a lot of relationships, you learn a lot. And then you have to leave the relationship and to learn the next step with the next person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so. <laughs> Trust me, dude. But. I'm, that's what I'm doing here. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, for, with mine, I'm like, shit. We, you know, we met. I was twenty. You know, well, we, we met years ago, but like, we started dating, and I'm like, shit. I'm, I'm late. I'm 28. Oh, I feel like uh, I was like, no way. Am I even considering a girl's whole 36, 37? Like, I, w- this stupid numbers don't matter, sure. right? But, but in my head, I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just not ready. And, and like, what we've learned is we've made so many mistakes. But like. I've kind of said, all right, look, if she doesn't meet me at this like bargaining table, I don't need 50% fault. I don't need to be like, you are half wrong and I am half wrong. I just need you just admit something. Mm-hmm. Admit like that we did, we fucked up. You know, like it doesn't, you know, wh- whatever. And, 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 you know, I have people that listen to this podcast and unfortunately I hate that I always end up complaining about her because some chick wrote on my, wrote on my YouTube a comment like, you need to divorce your, you need to get rid of your girlfriend. It mm-hmm. seems like you guys fight nice stop. I'm like, look, yeah. I do a podcast once a week i share the latest it's about thing. relationships yeah, yeah so like th- it's not all bad like we have a lot of good yeah. but it comes down to being like look she's not my enemy i have mm-hmm. a bad set i can't be mad at her if i canceled my stage time to make to, to try to make my relationship happy like mm-hmm. i can make them both work there yeah. is enough time but that's something that like it's been really hard like i'm so happy to be here on you know sunday night that i can go to the mic but i'm like oh, i gotta leave this girl who's just hanging out at home on a sunday like that's date that's family time but yeah it, it, but now you leave here and now you resent her because now you're at home and you bring that resentment home with absolutely you. versus when i can have a good set and come right. home and be like oh i, so I did what, what I'm you can to say do. is tasha two sundays a month i'm gonna go do this mike because it's important and that's 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 what happened with me and my wife my wife's like you know what it, what, what really pissed her off was you know we had this calendar and it was our calendar and every time a booker called or emailed me, I would look at the calendar, and that weekend was blank, and so I would book my show because a, a booker's not going to wait. Let me just check my wife real quick, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> now I have thirty-seven other comics right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I would just take it. Now, when I stopped asking, that was the problem. You know what I'm saying? Because usually I would just send her a text real quick. Hey, we got anything going on that weekend? Or you know, blah blah blah. But when I forgot, when I when I quit taking the extra step and just started booking things, then that was the problem. But what we didn't, what we weren't good at, was negotiating or compromising. And comp- so, so you can say to Tasha, or I could have said to my wife, which is what I said. I go, "What if the first weekend of every month was our our weekend, and either we stayed at home and we did fun things together, or we went on a little a vacation or bed and breakfast?" She goes, "Oh yeah, that that could have worked." You know, Tasha gets it. She yeah. knows what you, you know. What I'm saying, and I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to give you advice, no, there, no, but no. I mean, like, it's, but it it's totally just makes like, sense. you know, but but you will find yourself that like like this little annoying cut starts getting bigger and bigger because you're in this this situation where 
I'm resentful because I feel like I can't do this thing that I love. I'm also resentful because I can't spend the time with the girl that I love. Absolutely. I'm not saying that you can't have both, but you guys have to sit down and have a plan to yeah, say. Yeah, be proactive about it rather than reactive when I'm not spending enough time with her. Just and more importantly, stick to the schedule. Stick to what you comp- what you're, what you agree to. And then don't beat this. <laughs> don't, don't change the name of the plan. <laughs> I got to change my phone numbers, everybody. Uh, listen, if anyone wants uh, me to email you my dick pics, right. uh, those are available now. All right. We're, we're, uh, we're a fresh, uh, fresh out of time that went by so fast. Oh, that was fun, dude. This is our first uh, podcast here together. Um, you got to definitely come back. Yeah, I'd love to. We start doing the uh, group podcast. But where can people find uh, your info, social media, any shows coming up? Sure. My website is kengar.com, K-E-N-G-A-R-R.com. My schedule is usually up to date on there. I'm on social media at Comedian Kengar on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash Kengar Fan Club. That's everything. Join the fan club. Get on. And we got to do some MGM shows together so I can uh, go go cruise out there in Vegas. Because <laughs> nothing like me being having a girl attached to me says fun in Vegas. <laughs> well, as long as she brings some model friends, I'm fine with that. We can make that happen. All right. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to rate and review on iTunes. I appreciate all the support. We got 15 new ratings this week. It's totally helping us get more downloads. We're now on Google Radio. Hey, check that out. We're on Google Radio, and I think we're on iHeartRadio. So keep spreading the love. Thanks so much for listening. Share with your friends. And uh, get, uh, Ken, thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, bye, guys.